You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. This is the sermon recording from this week's service, but first, here are the readings. Before we hear tonight's readings, I'd like to give some background to help both with tonight's sermon and for the coming weeks. As we start the period of Advent and over the coming weeks, we're going to be hearing some of the more well-known passages from Isaiah. But to understand these, we need some context. Who was Isaiah? When did he live? And what was going on at the time? After King Solomon died, the kingdom of Israel was torn in two, with the northern ten tribes having one king, being known still as the Kingdom of Israel, and the southern two tribes having a different king, being known as the Kingdom of Judea. Judah included the city of Jerusalem and the temple in Jerusalem, where the people of Judah continued to worship. The people of Israel, so the northern ten tribes, no longer worshipped in Jerusalem, nor did they continue to follow the old ways of worshipping. This division occurred in about 930 BC. Isaiah lived in Jerusalem, so the kingdom of Judah, and the period we're concerned with starts in about 740 BC, so about 190 years after the two tribes had split. We hear a little bit of context in the opening verses of chapter 1. The vision concerning Judah and Jerusalem that Isaiah, son of Amoz, saw during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahar, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. So Isaiah was the son of Amoz, who was the brother of Uzziah's father. So that made him a member of the royal household. He was an advisor to the kings that followed, and therefore an important man. But as well as this, he was a prophet, a man of God. The role of a prophet in those days was not necessarily to foretell the future, but to make way, make known the will of God to the people, to be a spokesperson for God, to lead the people in God's ways and lead the people to repentance and faith. Where necessary, they urged people to turn from their sins and obey God, and often spoke of events that would happen if they obeyed or disobeyed God's ways. So Isaiah spent much of his time trying to persuade the kings and the people to follow in God's ways. Chapter 1 of Isaiah is the first call of the people to repent and turn back to God's ways after they turned their back on God. And that's where we're at immediately before our first reading. A reading from the prophet Isaiah, chapter two, verses one to five. This is what Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. 
it will be exalted above the hills and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. She will teach us her ways so that we may walk in her paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. The Lord will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. And now, for this week's sermon. Will you pray with me? Creator God, may we hear your words tonight. Take away the things of me and the things of our hearts. We place them with your wisdom and your truth. In Jesus' name, Amen. As Ronnie's already said, tonight is the start of Advent. So you might think, therefore, that we're going to start the Christmas journey. But Advent, although the period of looking forward to the coming of Christ, does not start with looking forward to the birth of Christ. In Advent, we look forward with expectation and joy to the time when Christ is coming. But we start with eager anticipation of the time of the coming of Christ's kingdom when he returns for his people. We look forward to what we may know as the second coming of Christ when he returns to to establish his kingdom fully here on earth. The time we will truly know, as we say in the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is not just a time of remembering the first coming of Christ, but an expectation of the fulfilling of the promises of Christ for the second coming. During Advent, we remember not only that he has come, but that he will come again. And in both of tonight's readings, we hear something of this eager anticipation and the hope of that time that is also for us. In Isaiah, we hear about the time when Jerusalem will be the centre of worship once again. God's people have always looked for the day when Jerusalem will be the religious centre of the world, when people of all nations would go there to be taught the ways of God. For the people of Isaiah's time, they could have thought that this would be when the nation of Israel would be reunited as one nation. The message they might have heard might have been return to following the ways of God and the nation will be whole again. The reading gives hope for the future 
the people of that day, but can he also give us hope and a sense of eager anticipation? Jump forward 740 years and we get to Jesus' time when once again they are a whole nation. The temple has been re-established as the focal point of their religion. However, the second part about peace, turning swords into plowshares and spears into pruning hoops, hooks, and there being no more fighting or wars doesn't appear in the landscape. The nation of Israel is under Roman rule. Yes, they can worship in Jerusalem, as long as they abide by the law of their rulers. And in fact, in 70 AD, the temple in Jerusalem is once again destroyed this time by the Romans. So maybe the eager anticipation of Isaiah's time should still be one we grasp onto. In Revelations, we hear about a new Jerusalem, one in which God resides with his people. In Matthew, Jesus expounds more about what his second coming might be like. Just a few verses before those we heard read, we hear, they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. And Jesus goes on to describe what may happen when he comes again. How out of two people going about their daily lives, one will be taken and one will be left. I do not profess to know or understand how or what this second coming will look like. The Bible gives us many different pictures and examples of what will happen and what a new heaven and a new earth after this coming might be like. And it's taxed brains much more studious than mine. There are many different stories, versions and pictures and interpretations. But what I do know and I do believe is that this will happen. That one day our Lord will return again. And that's the time when swords will be turned into plowshares and spears into pruning hooks. That nations will no longer take up their swords against each other and will not train for war. We won't need swords and spears because we'll all live in peace with one another. And we will all live on a new earth abiding in the new Jerusalem with God, whatever that might look like. I don't know about you, but I find that incredibly exciting. I can feel my heart pumping away at the thought of it. To know that one day we'll live in the presence of God. No more pain, death, sorrow or illness. No more discrimination, bigotry, jealousy or hatred. Everyone having enough and no one living in poverty or with the consequences of climate change or mankind's greed. A perfection that just blows my mind. 
but Jesus commands us to be prepared. We don't know when this time is to come. The original disciples and followers may have thought that this would happen in their lifetime and so prepared themselves and went out and told the message to others so that they too could be prepared and not be left behind. It's now 2,000 years later. Maybe we've become complacent about the second coming. We don't talk about it much. How much do we even think about it? Or do we just go on with our daily lives thinking that there is loads of time to tell others about the amazing message we've been given. But what about if the second coming happens tomorrow? Will we be ready? Will our family and friends be ready? In the coming days and weeks, We'll be preparing to celebrate the first coming of Christ. Don't forget to prepare for the second coming. Wait for it with eager anticipation. But also share the message so others can have that joy and hope that we have. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. To find out more about what we do, head across to our website www.northernlightsmcc.org.uk